Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb, and a special warm welcome to the guests or visitors joining us on this third Sunday in Advent, the Sunday of rejoicing. Well, before we get to the, the day in earnest here, I'll turn your attention to the back of your bulletin where we have there Luther's small catechism as we continue to follow our midweek students through their memory work for the year. We've come to the Lord's Prayer, the first petition. So, what is the first petition of the Lord's Prayer? What does this mean? God's name is certainly holy in itself, but we pray in this petition that it may be kept holy among us also. How is God's name kept holy? God's name is kept holy when the word of God is taught in its truth and purity, and we as the children of God also lead holy lives according to it. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven, but anyone who teaches or lives contrary to God's word profanes the name of God among us. Protect us from this, Heavenly Father. Well, as I mentioned, it is now the third Sunday in Advent, Gaudita Sunday, which is, that is, rejoice in Latin. And so we, write, we light the rose candle. Now, I know it may look like pink, but I assure you, it's rose. Uh, and you can see here from our banners that we have hung up. We've got the two violet candles and then the rose candle. Uh, rose is really a lightening of the color. So violet is that dark color of both royalty and penitence. Rose is what that looks like when it, the color is lightened down. So this is a lightening of the mood, if you will, or the tenor of Advent as we have a Sunday of rejoicing as we continue to look forward to uh, the coming of our Lord on the last day. And of course, the remembrance of the celebration of his incarnation on Christmas. So I'll turn your attention to the inside of the back cover of the bulletin where we have that focused on Christ section. The voice of the baptizer cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. John called the people to be made ready for the Messiah's coming through repentance, for all flesh is grass. Now he asks from prison, are you the one who is to come? Jesus works, bear witness that he is. The sick are made well, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Their iniquity is pardoned. They have received from the Lord's hand double forgiveness for all their sins. The stewards of the mysteries of God still deliver Christ's overflowing forgiveness to the poor in spirit, comforting God's people with the word of the gospel, which stands forever. This gospel produces rejoicing among all those who believe. We do rejoice as we receive the gifts of our Lord this day, especially his body and his blood as he gives it to us in and under bread and wine for all penitent sinners to receive forgiveness, life, and salvation. And he bids us in the same holy word to be in unity as we come forward to receive this gift, not just in unity regarding the confession of the supper, but in the whole of what we confess as Christians. Therefore, all those joining us at the altar this day, we ask to be members either of this congregation or of a sister congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, joining us in that one common orthodox confession of the Christian faith. Our service setting this day is Divine Service 3 as it begin, uh, begins on page 184. We now sing the first hymn. Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. 
The Old Testament reading for the third Sunday in Advent is from Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry! And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not, says to the cities, say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 4. This is how one should regard us, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that that they be found trustworthy. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. When John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing. Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the gospel of the Lord.
grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, as I said earlier at the beginning of the service, we come to the third Sunday in Advent. We have a change of color from violet to rose, as indicated by our banner and by the rose candle up here on the candelabra. It is Gaudita Sunday. That word Gaudita is Latin for rejoice. And so in the midst of this penitential season, we have a lightning of the mood. Today is a Sunday of rejoicing. This is seen in the intro we prayed. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again will I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And yet, having heard the gospel lesson appointed for the day, you may wonder why this particular reading from the gospel of Matthew was chosen for a Sunday of rejoicing. John the Baptist is not in the wilderness with great zeal and boldness in our reading. No, instead he sits in Herod's prison awaiting execution. And so when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to them, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? Now John the Baptist, who was not a soft, effeminate man in soft, effeminate clothing, dwelling in king's houses, but rather was a steadfast and unyielding preacher of God's word, he was tending to his faithful disciples. John, who was the last of the Old Testament prophets, the one who was sent as the forerunner of the Christ, he was nearing his final hours. Knowing this to be the case, John sends his disciples to Jesus. And why would he do such a thing? Well, he wants them to know Jesus. He wants them to follow Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Therefore, after performing miracles in the sight of John's disciples, Jesus sent an answer. Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. John asked his question in faith for the benefit of his disciples whom he sent to Jesus. And while it is true that Jesus' answer revealed that he was truly the promised Messiah, the Lord's words were also meant to lighten John's darkness. This theme is picked up in the collect of the day. Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Dear saints, as we sit here on the third Sunday in Advent, Gaudata Sunday, we would all appreciate a little light in the darkness, some rejoicing even as we await the Lord's final visitation. You see, while it is true that the daylight is relatively brief this time of year, it is the darkness of sin and its effects which most weigh us down day to day. Like a cold wind that cuts through our layered attempts to stay warm, we see, hear, feel, and know the reality of sin all around us and in us. Beloved friends and family suffer from sickness in its various forms. We are well acquainted with death. Disagreements and fights break out among us. There is envy, there is strife, there is quarreling, there is jealousy. Our national politics are a mess. Those who are elected to serve all too often serve themselves. Those who are given the authority to punish evil and reward the good all too often end up doing the opposite. A mother's womb 
ends up being the least safe place in the world for about 20% of children conceived in high-income countries like our own. 20%. There are wars and rumors of wars around the world. And if we turn our attention to our own families, our hearts are grieved by those who care nothing for Christ and the gifts that he freely gives for forgiveness, life, and salvation. A trite summary of the spiritual conditions we see around us, it's cold and it's dark out there. Perhaps there was such a shiver of thought for John the Baptist as he sat in prison for the crime of faithfully preaching God's word, but then again, he knew the task that the Lord had called him to. When you're making a highway in the desert, lifting up valleys, laying low the mountains and leveling the uneven ground, you're going to get dirty. So there he sat. The one who had been filled with the Holy Spirit from his conception, the one who had leaped in the womb at the nearness of his still gestating God and Lord, John the Baptist was steadfast in the face of persecution. His care and his concern was for his disciples, whom he sent to Jesus with a question. Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? Well, dear saints, maybe that is your question for Jesus today. After contemplating the spiritual darkness which surrounds us and is even found in us, maybe you wonder if Jesus is really the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? For an answer to that question, dear saints, I would take a page out of the playbook of faithful John and point you to Jesus, who he is, what he has done, and what he will most certainly do. As we prayed in the collect of the day, Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. By his gracious visitation in Bethlehem, the Lord has lightened your darkness. Indeed, Jesus Christ is the light of the world, the light no darkness can overcome. This Jesus is the promised one who came fulfilling everything the prophets faithfully foretold. In his gracious visitation to us in human flesh, Jesus gave sight to the blind. He made the lame to walk. He cleansed lepers and the deaf were given to hear. In his visitation to us, Jesus even raised the dead, rebuking death with his very word of life. And what is more, he came preaching good news to the poor. That is, Jesus came with words of comfort for his people. Jesus came preaching and giving forgiveness and peace for poor, miserable sinners like you and like me. Yes, Jesus has visited this dark world, and he has shown the light of his grace and mercy upon lowly sinners. As was spoken by the prophet, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light, and for those dwelling in the region in shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. Greatest of all, is that the glory of the Lord has been revealed to all flesh as Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, was lifted up on the cross as the once and for all time sacrifice for all mankind's sin. When we behold the Lamb of God on the cross, He who has taken away the sin of the world, we would do well to think of the words of Isaiah the prophet, his faithful witness. Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Upon Jesus, the full wrath of God and punishment for sin was poured out on the Son so that all who trust in him would never know the righteous judgment of the Father. The light of the world was snuffed out, and it seemed for a time that the darkness had won. But on the third day, 
He who is the light of the world burst forth from death's dark shadow as he walked in the morning light of the garden on Easter day. And so it was shown true that the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Jesus Christ is the light no darkness can overcome. And he has overcome and indeed conquered sin, death, and hell for you, dear saints. In his first visitation, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. But Jesus has not stopped there. Your risen and ascended Lord continues to lighten the darkness of your hearts by his gracious visitation. Here and now, on this very day, in this place. The Lord has sent me with good news for you, dear church, even as he sends out all his called and ordained heralds. For here, in his blessed word and sacraments, Jesus visits you. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You see, it is for this very purpose that Christ Jesus ordains and sends forth his servants, his stewards of the mysteries of God. As with John the Baptist before them, the men Christ sends by his Spirit are sent to faithfully point you to Jesus and faithfully give you Christ's mysteries of baptism, absolution, and his holy supper. Christ's ordained messengers are not to be reeds shaken in the wind, seeking to please all and offend none, nor are they to be some soft, effeminate men adorning themselves in soft, effeminate clothing, seeking only to fill their bellies and their wallets. No, as with John and Christ's holy apostles afterwards, Christ Jesus calls and sends heralds and stewards who will faithfully tend Christ's sheep and always point them to the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. For it is here, in the green pasture of his church, that Christ feeds his sheep. It is here, in his word and sacrament, that Jesus lightens the darkness of your hearts by his gracious visitation. To the blind he gives spiritual sight. To the spiritually deaf he opens their ears to hear with faith. To those who are dying, Jesus speaks his life-giving word and feeds them with heavenly food, even his own body and blood, resurrected and glorified. To the spiritually poor, Jesus gives full and complete forgiveness and pardon, welcoming forgiven sinners to his banquet hall and table. And all of this he gives of his grace and of his mercy. He has paid the price for it all with his blood shed on the cross, and he promises eternal life and every blessing to all repentant sinners who trust in him by the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, dear saints, rejoice in the Lord always. Again will I say, rejoice, your Lord has visited you this day. Indeed, the Lord is at hand. He has forgiven your iniquity and covered all your sin. He has cleansed your shame by his blood, having washed you in a flood of baptismal grace. You are sons and daughters of the Most High, redeemed by his cross and marked with his triune name. He has not forgotten you. He has not forsaken you. Remember, he has told you, surely I am coming soon. Therefore, I will say it again, rejoice. For soon on the last day, your Lord will lighten the darkness one final time with his most gracious visitation. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That the Lord, who is favorable to his people, 
would restore the fortunes of his church by the coming of Christ Jesus, that he would fill us with rejoicing at all times and give reasonableness to our words and deeds, and that all may recognize our Christian confidence in his Son's advent. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the church, the bride of Christ, that proclaiming the good news of forgiveness in her Savior may always be her joy and delight, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For our pastors, that they would regard themselves as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God, and that they may be found trustworthy as they carry out their duties, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the children of our families, that every darkness would be lightened by Christ's gracious visitation, and that God would preserve them from dangers to body and soul, guide them by his word in wise paths, and keep them firm in the faith until life's end. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For joy and skill in our various vocations, that we may faithfully serve God with cleansed minds, awaiting the day of our Lord's return, let us pray to the Lord. For Congress and the justices of our nation, Joseph, our president, Michael, our governor, and all others in positions of civil authority, that they may diligently administer their duties in all godly wisdom, justice, compassion, and contentment for the well-being of our nation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the sick, suffering, and homebound, especially Pat Taney, Norma Horine, Helen Tate, Vanessa Burmester, Charlotte Locke, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips, that the one who gives sight to the blind, heals the lame, cleanses the lepers, gives hearing to the deaf, raises the dead, and preaches good news to the poor, may sustain them in their trials and grant healing in accord with his perfect will. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For those who come to Zion's feast today, that they would rejoice in the gracious visitation of their Savior, receiving his blessed sacrament for their forgiveness and the strengthening of their faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you gave your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to become man, that he might enter this world and destroy the works of the devil. Deliver us from sin and death and give us everlasting life. We implore you to rule and govern our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that we would seek no refuge but his word, that we would avoid the sin to which our sinful flesh is inclined, and that we would remain among the faithful followers of Christ, in whom we obtain eternal salvation. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Well, once again, welcome and good morning to you on this third Sunday in Advent, this day of rejoicing that the Lord has given to us. We certainly have much to rejoice over, as the Lord has indeed visited us in his word and sacrament, and will again come on the last day. <clears throat> as, we look, <clears throat> pardon me, as we look ahead at today's schedule, of course, there's Sunday school and Bible study immediately following worship, and please, please join us. We have a special uh, treat this evening, the, uh, the uh, Trinity Chorale annual choir concert is tonight at 7 p.m. They're also going to be joined by handbells, uh, instrumentalists, by the children. Uh, it really is uh, a wonderful time to come and focus our hearts and minds on Christ's incarnation, on his return, and how he continues to come to us with his grace and mercy. Uh, there are Christmas cards available in the card rack on the library, and as I understand it, uh, where's the weeds? There she is. <clears throat> There's also uh, wrapping paper and bags as well. Okay, and those are free. 
There's, so there's uh, wrapping paper and bags as well to be found on the uh, card rack or by the card rack on the case in there uh, for, with Christmas cards. So please see that as you are able and interested. Uh, we continue with our final Advent midweek service this week. And again, that's final. We usually have four. It's a short year this year. We have three. So I hope to see you on Wednesday at 545 as you're able and even at dinner beforehand also. Um, a special thanks to all those who contributed to support uh, the Fetter family as they continue to be in Romania. <clears throat> uh, Pastor Fetter reports that there's a, a great amount of work to be done. So any and all gifts are greatly appreciated. And of course, of course please continue to pray for him and all missionaries as they serve uh, with a word and sacrament ministry out in the mission field. Uh, please see also the announcement there about the Esther Committee. And also uh, we have uh, those handouts available on the glass case just right on the corner there uh, for the Concordia Music Conservatory if you're at all interested in that for your children. Uh, I believe that brings us to the end of the announcements. Anything I may have missed? All right, well, again, we hope to see you tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, there are refreshments to follow after the concert as well. God's peace be with you. And go, uh, go rejoicing. For your Lord has visited you, his people, and he will surely come again. I'll greet you at the door.